the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Third hour of Pure Opelka, and I have to tell you, things are moving pretty quickly today. I am monitoring news around the world, around the country, and uh, covering everything from serious to silly. As you witnessed in the last hour, we talked with author Gerald Posner about Saudi Arabia, because I don't think we're paying attention. And so uh, Gerald's take on the new crown prince, the 31-year-old, and what he has plans for the kingdom, I found to be quite enlightening. We'll post that for those of you who said, I missed it, I missed it, what, what happened? We will post it on the uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, etc., and might even do a separate post on theblaze.com. We will also do one, I believe, for the story about Michael Jackson's chimp. The president currently meeting with Angela Merkel, or it may have uh, finally finished. Yeah, I think it did finish. And uh, we're waiting on a readout of that meeting. There is zero news on it right now other than they did meet. And everyone says it was tense. Yeah, of course. Uh, Going on in Hamburg, Germany, are protests right now. It's uh, after 8 o'clock in the evening. And we expect things are going to get stupid and ugly in Hamburg as a bunch of people are there protesting the G20. Earlier, we read a report from Germany that said the, the government had told police, don't, don't wear your uniforms. They thought they might be marked for violence if they actually wore their uniforms. Well, I, I was confused by that and I thought it was a bad idea. And watching, watching what's going on right now, it appears, it appears that the, the police are, in fact, in uniform. And what we're seeing from many of the reporters on the streets, Fred Pleiken from CNN being one of them, the, those reporters are actually wearing protective vests. And in the case of Pleiken, a helmet. They are saying that there have been some flash grenades, and we even witnessed during the news break, uh, Pleiken jumping as a grenade went off right behind him while he was attempting to give us a close-up look of what's going on. I don't know how smart it is to be there, but CNN's got a couple of people on the ground, uh, Atika Schubert and Fred Pleiken. Uh, they are trying to give us an up-close-and-personal look. I will bet you police will move media away from this this center And my mind goes back to our coverage of the campaigns and the uh, political conventions of last summer when we went to both Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and covered what was going on between uh, the different campaigns, the GOP and the the Democratic Party. The Democrats had an area near near the convention center where they pretty much had all the protesters fenced in. And they were able to go there and chant as people came in and out. They couldn't get anywhere near the arena. And in uh, Cleveland, they were a couple of blocks away. They actually had a free speech area where there was a giant fountain and people were allowed to go and protest. Uh, What I noticed different here in Germany versus the way, for example, in Cleveland, I thought the Cleveland cops, well, first of all, both cities did a great job keeping a lid on things. 
But the Cleveland police used bicycle patrols more than uh, more successfully than anything I've ever seen. They had people uh, in, in terms of cops, small groups of cops, and they had formations that they would shout to one another that would be used, formed quickly to stop any group of protesters from getting through their protective barriers. And Doc Thompson and I witnessed this on several occasions. You could see a small group of cops on bikes and one would yell 100 and suddenly they were in a formation. And uh, I asked one of the cops about it. I said, is this the main way you're going to do this? And he said, yeah, look at how many people you can block with one bike versus trying to put people together in groups. So uh, this is going to be interesting to watch, and it's going to probably get ugly, and it's probably going to have some uh, violence, as they have called for. The protesters here are calling for violence. Uh, There are signs that say capitalism kills. There are signs that say F capitalism. As a matter of fact, uh, some of the networks are having trouble avoiding those signs, and we're already seeing water cannons being deployed and people being hit with the water cannons uh, in order to move them away. But as the sun begins to go down, I'll bet you the tensions will go up. Uh, The Germans have also let it be known to the protesters, you will not be allowed to walk around wearing a mask. So the interesting thing here, all of the protesters are walking around without masks. I wonder if we would dare to be so brave. Because, you know, when we see the Antifa people and you see the anarchists protesting in this country, you see them frequently just covered. Face masks, whatever they have, they're all covered up. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dubious that we would have the kind, of, um, the kind of spine required to hold off protesters like this. But I'll keep an eye on it for you throughout. The president was quite powerful, I thought, this morning. Did you see any of it? Did you witness any of what the president was talking about? He was speaking in Warsaw before coming to Hamburg, and the president was talking to a massive crowd of people. He did reaffirm Article 5, so everybody in the mainstream media who's had their, their drawers in a bunch saying the president won't tell our NATO allies that he supports Article 5. Well, I I think they got what they wanted today. Here's a little bit of the president's speech. Americans know that a strong alliance of free, sovereign, and independent nations is the best defense for our freedoms and for our interests. That is why my administration has demanded that all members of NATO finally meet their full and fair financial obligations. As a result of this insistence, billions of dollars more have begun to pour into NATO. Now, I'm happy about that. I don't know about you, but I'm happy that the other members of NATO are doing their part, whether it's sending troops or sending money to pay for the troops that the rest of us are sending. So anybody that gets upset at the president for asking people to do what was agreed upon, you're a fool. You're a dolt. You're a dope. What's wrong with asking people to live up to their promises? He continued talking about NATO. People are shocked 
but billions and billions of dollars more coming in from countries that, in my opinion, would not have been paying so quickly. To those who would criticize our tough stance, I would point out that the United States has demonstrated not merely with words, but with its actions that we stand firmly behind Article 5, the mutual defense commitment. Okay, network anchors, mainstream media, did you, did you catch that? We stand behind Article 5. We are committed. Can everybody stop now? Can everybody just put a cork in it over the Article 5 discussions? Yeah. The president, and for anybody who thinks the president isn't going to get tough with Russia because he has a meeting coming up with Vladimir Putin, here's what he said just hours earlier in Poland. Today, the West is also confronted by the powers that seek to test our will, undermine our confidence, and challenge our interests to meet new forms of aggression, including propaganda, financial crimes, and cyber warfare. We must adapt our alliance to compete effectively in new ways and on all new battlefields. We urge Russia to cease its destabilizing activities in Ukraine and elsewhere, and its support for hostile regimes, including Syria and Iran, and to instead join the community of responsible nations in our fight against common enemies and in defense of civilization itself. I thought that was brilliant. The only other two words I would have liked to heard in there, or three words, two words, North Korea. I would have loved to heard the president say something mentioning North Korea, if in fact Russia is supporting North Korea. I really thought this was a landmark day for President Trump. I, I just can't believe that there are actual, actual uh, news outlets who are trying to find fault with this speech. He reaffirmed Article 5. He talked about our commitment to our NATO allies. He talked about Russia and how they need to cut it out, stop destabilizing Ukraine. Where can you find fault with this? There were folks who actually talked about the fact that they couldn't believe President Trump went to Russia. I, I'm sorry, went to went to Poland before going to uh, let's say, uh, England for a state visit. They couldn't believe it. They're still mad about Saudi Arabia. It's just amazing to me that the mainstream media, and this is why I think Donald Trump is winning in his battle as he faces off against the mainstream media. He doesn't take their bait, but they take his. He's not biting. They're putting it all out there, but he ain't biting. And I think that's why you're seeing President Trump having the, the ground underneath him with his base solidify. It's just amazing. Just amazing. So uh, th there's more to come on this, and, and we'll cover the story as it evolves. There's, there's more happening overseas. There's also a couple of pretty interesting stories happening here in America that we need to get to. And the strange stories of the day... Our friend uh, Angie Austin from uh, from uh, Denver is going to be on with us. Uh, she's she just sent me a note saying I've, 
I've got some really strange stories and I need to go over them with you. But then again, you've already covered Michael Jackson's monkey painting. I guess we've set the bar today and we'll deal with some of that. Plus, I think I think Joe Gomez from NBC News is going to check in on what's going on with North Korea. So we'll try and get to that next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Waiting on Joe Gomez from NBC News Radio. He's been covering the uh, North Korea situation. I want to get a check-in with him. Before we do that, let me remind you about Relief Factor. Have you called Relief Factor 800-500? Have you called them? 800-500-8384? 800-500-8384. Don't take my word for it. Listen to Stephen. He actually tried it because he had a problem. Uh, carrying a lot of heavy loads, uh, a lot of strain on my back, and ended up with two fractured vertebrae. As a result of that, was on a lot of high-powered painkillers. And I've come to know over the years that have listened to Glenn that if it's a product that he endorses and he has on his network, then there's a really good chance that it's that it's something you can trust. And so I said, well, what can it hurt? And within t- 10 days to two weeks, I noticed a significant uh, decrease in the amount of pain I felt to where I completely was able to stop taking the hydrocodone. I'm able to cut, practice soccer with my kids and I have young kids. So it's given me uh, a large part of my um, physical uh, life back. That's what it's about. Get your life back. Get that large part of your physical life back and do what I did. Get the three-week quick start pack. It's 1995. 1995 for the three-week quick start pack. Check it out at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, Relief Factor. And uh, speaking of relief, I'm, I'm feeling relieved because Joe Gomez is on the phone from NBC National News, Joe Gomez. Uh, he covers all kinds of stuff, but specifically... This week, covering uh, the North Korea situation. Joe, what the heck is going on with North Korea? Well, that's a great question. I think that um, it's an important question, too, considering the fact that they uh, have successfully tested an intercontinental ballistic missile that now uh, some experts believe is even capable of reaching Seattle. Mm. And uh, they've proven that they can put a miniaturized uh, nuclear a device on a short-range uh, uh, missile. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions as to what to do with North Korea. Will China uh, put uh, enough weight on North Korea to stop their uh, their ambitions to try to, you know, uh, escalate their missile program? And it sounds like the Trump administration is uh, weighing a lot of options right now. And uh, UN Ambassador Nikki Haley specifically said that they're looking at a lot of different military options when it comes to North Korea. Yeah, in that U.N. meeting yesterday, the emergency meeting of the Security Council, it sure felt like Russia and China were kind of pushing us off, or am I, am I misinterpreting that? No, I mean, the, it, 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 and the statement that Russia and China gave initially it was uh, basically that, uh, that North Korea should slow things down more or less, 
and that the U.S. and South Korea should stop doing um, uh, elaborate military exercises as well. So they were, I guess, trying to be very neutral there and not really trying to be overly uh, heavy-handed, I guess, with uh, North Korea. But but clearly, if North Korea had uh, you know a weapon that could cause harm to uh, to the U.S., you would imagine the U.S. might really you know think about giving some kind of military strike to North Korea to prevent that from happening, and that would obviously impact China because North Korea would be destabilized. And I'm sure this will be a big topic at the G20 meeting this week. I guess uh, you're going to be weaving all of this together in the future reports. Well, I would imagine so, yeah, especially since President Trump is going to be meeting with the president of China, and then also he's going to be uh, meeting with uh, Russian President uh, Vladimir Putin. I mean, that's going to be uh, a very interesting uh, meeting that will take place at the G20 summit, I guess mostly on the sidelines, but uh, but we'll have to see. So then who knows? I mean, who knows what North Korea is going to do between now and then? They say they're going to give us... Uh, Several, uh, what, what do they say? A basket of gifts, and that that the long range missile test was only one of the gifts. I and I did like that Kim Jong Un called us bastards. I'm sorry, but that offended <laughs> me, Joe. I'm I'm not happy about that, and uh, I think <laughs> provocation at, at its highest level. So we'll see. We'll see. Thank you, Joe Gomez, NBC National uh, Radio Correspondent. We appreciate you. Okay, thanks a lot. I hope to hear more from Joe later this week. Uh, tomorrow would be later this week. But don't forget, we do a show here on Saturdays. Uh, Puro Pelka actually is on Saturday mornings, and uh, I expect you to be here with me Saturday mornings as we address it. Uh, as we talked about North Korea, I still think Nikki Haley is the biggest, best rock star in the Trump cabinet. And Nikki Haley, as we talked about in that discussion, was in front of the U.N. Security Council yesterday, laying the smackdown on the rest of the world. Their illegal missile launch was not only dangerous, but reckless and irresponsible. It showed that North Korea does not want to be part of a peaceful world. No, they don't. Continue, Madam Secretary. I must say that today is a dark day. It is a dark day because yesterday's actions by North Korea made the world a more dangerous place. Horribly so. Make no mistake, North Korea's launch of an ICBM is a clear and sharp military escalation. Does anyone doubt that Nikki Haley doesn't mean it when she says something like this? Make no mistake, North Korea's launch of an ICBM is a clear and sharp military escalation. Yes, it is. And as we heard from the president today, we are making uh, decisions very soon, and they involve what could be some very serious actions taken against North Korea. So we'll be on it. When we get back from a break, our friend Angie Austin joins us with some of the craziest stories of the day. Next, I'm Puro Pelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Before we get to the silly stuff, I have a couple of things I have to address. Uh, the the feed from Germany is now starting to show as the sun is dropping down and night is about to fall. We are now seeing the protesters actually picking up rocks and throwing them at police. So I imagine it's going to get ugly. Uh, they're, they're throwing rocks and bottles, etc. And um, it's not going to... The, the, the cops aren't going to let this go on too long. They've already held back enough. The water cannons are coming out next. Uh, God only knows what's going to happen. I just, I'm nervous for some of these reporters, some of these cameramen giving us uh, live Periscope and Facebook feeds from uh, Hamburg. So um, say a prayer for the reporters and, the, and also uh, the presidents and world leaders who are there. It's, it's not a healthy situation. And uh, I got to give a little smackdown to Chris Saliza from CNN. There's a video that's making the rounds right now. It's about a three-second video showing uh, the president of Poland and his wife on stage with President Trump and Melania. And uh, the first lady of Poland is walking across and about to shake hands with either President Trump or Melania. And President Trump extends his hand, but she, the president's wife from Poland, the first lady of Poland, extends her hand to Melania first, which I think is the proper protocol. So Donald Trump's hand was hanging out there for a second. She shakes hands with Melania, then turns and shakes hands with President Trump. Well, the the mainstream liberal media is losing its mind. Chris Saliza just tweeted... 141 characters repeating, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And all I can think is, seriously, dude, this is sad. You are sad, Chris Saliza. And you're not helping CNN's cause. (laughs) It's not making you any more legitimate to lose your mud over a handshake that eventually happened seconds later. Seriously. Okay, to talk me in off the ledge, somebody who's got some fun and, and uh, distracting stories for me, my friend Angie Austin joins us from uh, Denver, from the Colorado, is it the Denver area, or can we say Denver proper, Angie? Um, I'm just outside of Denver. And by the way, Chris Saliza, one of his claims to fame is uh, that, uh, quote, one of the dumbest, no, pardon me, one of the dumber and least respected of the political pundits from Donald Trump. That's a quote. So, you know, Donald doesn't have much respect for him. And by the way, Mike, just because you're bright doesn't mean a lot of other news people are bright. I've worked on in TV news for 20 years and I work with some <clears throat> Less than intelligent individuals at times. Some of them were brilliant. But I, I recall during a meeting once, one of the gals said, oh, I know who that Yoko Ono is. Wasn't she married to like one of those Beatle guys, those Beatle, those dudes? And she wished a dead Beatle happy birthday on the air. Oh, my God. There you have it. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, my God. Well, you know, I do stand up for people I think are smart. I think Jake Tapper tries to give a reasonable account. And I think Jake Tapper does a, a pretty darn good job. But Jonathan Carl does some great work. And I happen to be friends with Ashley Banfield. And I think Ashley, who focuses a lot on legal cases, is good. But I, And my experience with Wolf Blitzer was good. But the rest of it, mm-hmm. 
you know, Don Lemon seems to fall right off the shelf <sighs> every day. Yeah, right falls off. off the shelf and yeah, hits well, his head. I, you know, it's, well, I, oftentimes I don't respect um, reporters who um, on New Year's Eve talk about getting tattoos, piercings, their relationships for the new year while consuming alcoholic beverages on the air. I don't care if it's New Year's Eve. I don't want to see you do that. Well, I, I don't want to see Don Lemon get pierced anywhere, but anywhere. I, I no. kind of would like to know that I was getting paid to drink on New Year's Eve. I, you know, come on yeah. now. It's, you got to give the guy a little credit for that. Hey, since you are such a serious journalist, by the way, I've heard a rumor that uh, uh, when uh, Trump and Putin get together, there is a rumor that they're going to rent horses and go uh, shirtless horseback riding. Is that just a rumor or is that has that been confirmed? No, that's something that is mandatory. It has to happen or the earth will open up and swallow us all whole. Hey, and when did you guys hire Tone Loke, the guy that answers the phone, the funky gold Medina? When did Tone Loke go into producing your show? Can you please give us a, t a cultural reference from somewhere close to the 21st century? <laughs> Sorry, friend. Tone Let's Loke the news. and Funky yeah, Cold Medina was 1989. <laughs> Whatever, bro. You're older than I am. I'm older than everyone. I'm older than everyone. But I need, I need to come in off the ledge because I do have a story okay. that I'm going to get to. Uh, just before right. we get out of here today, and it's one that you're mm -hmm. going to be furious when I explain it to you. Uh, but really? I, I have to hear the story. You're, you're telling me, Angie writes me and says, you live near Philadelphia, right? You're close to Pennsylvania, the border, right? Right? Delaware's close. I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's minutes away. And so what is this about a giant snake in Philadelphia? And this is the creepy thing. There are a lot of boa constrictor stories. You know how they've kind of taken over the Everglades and they're, they're eating alligators now because they've eaten all the, like a lot of the mammals in the Everglades. So when I see this boa constrictor caught, I'm thinking Everglades. No, Philly. Philly police catch a nine-foot boa, boa constrictor in the flower bed at the front of this little you know, brick house in Philly. And so the thing that is perplexing with this, they say non-venomous snake. Hello, I don't care if it doesn't have uh, venom. It squeezes you to death and then eats you head first. This is very dangerous. Yeah, yeah and now I, now I have to worry about this. A nine-foot-long boa constrictor mm -hmm. caught. And now, first of all, do they give a neighborhood in Philly? It just says Philly, uh, the residential neighborhood. It doesn't say where, but they do say, listen to this, because oftentimes when there's a crime, you don't want your name given out. A man who requested to only be identified as Norman said a neighbor spotted the snake. Now, is he afraid the snake might you know, remember his name and come back from later? Like, why does he just have to go by Norman? Ooh, the Gray's Ferry area. That's where it was. So everybody in, in the Gray's Ferry area. There aren't that many Normans in the area. Norman's true. Norman's snake was taken away. A nine-foot-long boa constrictor can do serious damage. It can yes. squeeze you and kill you. Yeah, yeah. It was coiled up on the porch, I guess. Oh, oh, not yeah. fun. Okay, take me out of this. Take me to another animal story. Don't you have something about mice? Mice? Yeah. Okay. So the story is: uh, Does your sense of smell? Uh, make you fat. And I found this fascinating because they took a bunch of mice and they took the, uh, well, this isn't very nice. They expunged their sense of smell. So half the mice can smell, half can't. They feed them the exact same diet. The mice that could smell got fat 
the mice, their litter mates, the mice that could not smell, did not get fat. And I found this interesting because I don't smell that well. So I thought well, maybe this would work for me. But I told you I had a personal story about this. We just moved into a new neighborhood. One of these little twins that I thought I liked in the neighborhood, little creep, he told my daughter, who's eight, you're going to be fat when you grow up. My daughter said, what? He goes, well, your mom's chunky. I weigh 137 pounds. So my daughter says to him, first of all, I'm not going to be fat because I work out. She said, second of all, my mom is not fat. My mom doesn't even eat candy. She's not fat. My mom is just wide. And I'm like, I'm listening to the story. I'm like, what do you mean I'm wide? She goes, you know, mom, like those other moms that aren't skinny. And then she names off all of my chunky friends. And she goes, you know, you're wide like them. You're not fat. You're wide. I'm like, thank thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm laughing, but... Kids, kids say the darndest things, don't they? She goes, I stood up for you, Mom. I told him, you don't even eat candy. You're just wide. You can't help it. I told him, Mom. I told him, you're not fat. You're wide. Yeah, really <laughs> wide, like a double wide trailer. Oh, my God. I love this kid. I love this kid, too. Great. I, I want to share one with you because I just, uh, okay. one, one of our friends, uh, Lenore Skenazy. Who has, and when you ask Lenore, am I pronouncing your name right? She goes, if, if you're saying it like crazy, yes, you are. Lenore yeah. Skenazy. Lenore Skenazy just sent me a story about a mother who was arrested. And why was she arrested? Why? She let her 10 year old shop alone at the Lego store. What? Like, was she in the car? No, she was actually in the mall. At another store very close by. And she was arrested? Okay, I'm nervous because my kids are at the pool right now without me. She was arrested, charged with, get this, charged with endangering the welfare of a child. Well, you can put an eye out with a Lego, but are you kidding me? Because I send my 11-year-old into the store alone all the time because... You know, let's be honest, when you're wide, sometimes you're a little lazy, you don't want to go in the store. So I send him in for, like, milk. I cannot believe she was arrested. Like, was, were there extenuating circumstances that would, you know, she was, would result in these charges? Well, the Lego corporate offices had to be called because uh, one, one mother in Canada had a similar experience. Her son went to the Lego store at the Chinook Mall in Calgary he had two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. They had given him two hundred dollars, yeah. which to me means like you could buy the whole store. And uh, he was going to purchase some Lego stuff with it. She got back mm-hmm. to the store and found the manager had called the security guard to detain what? the son, and told them that Lego's corporate policy required a parent to be with any child twelve or under. Really. Well, first so, of all, let me just clarify, 200 bucks at the Lego store buys like a rock. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you've gone to the Lego store, but they are ridiculously expensive. Like, you can spend 500 bucks on, like, a little city or something or a Star Wars, to, you know, uh, put, put together. So I'm shocked that a 10-year-old, because they're pretty mature. I mean, that's like, what, fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade? I mean, that's pretty mature. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a fifth grader. Uh, a fifth or maybe even yeah fifth grader and uh told and and the mom was given an appearance ticket expected to answer the charge in a court at a future date because her child was shopping by himself while she was in another store in the mall it's it's just the common the sense madness has gone up 
yeah, common sense isn't very common anymore. And I just want you to think back to when you were in fifth grade, going into like sixth, the things that you did alone, right? We would go like swimming at something they called the pits where they like, you know, it was just like sand sure. and a bunch like of water. It was just like, yeah, we, yeah, it was, a court. it was like a drowning waiting to happen. And we would ride our bikes there alone. You know, yeah. I mean, think about the things we did without our parents. I mean, to not be able to shop for Legos without your parents, it's ridiculous that you would, the parent would be in trouble for that. Angie, we used to ice skate to school on the Chicago River in the winter. Can you imagine? That. My parents would be locked up by now. I, I'm up uh-huh. against the wall. How do we find you, Angie Austin? Daybreakusa.com. I have Michael Pelka on all the time. He's fantastic. Thank you, Mike. What a great idea. Thank you, Angie. Have a Be great wide. day. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Before we get out of here, I'm going to remind you one more time. Don't delay. Do this. Call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. That's Relief Factor. I started using it. I am a paid spokesperson, but I wouldn't use it and tell you I'm using it if it didn't work. And it's changed me. It's given me my life back. I don't take anything for pain. Nothing. And I haven't since the eighth day. And it's been 12 plus weeks. Relief factor. It's all natural. It helps reduce the inflammation. And that's what causes the pain in your knees, your hips, your back, your neck. It works for me. It should work. It can work for you. Give it a try. Three-week quick start pack is $19.95. Wouldn't you try that for three weeks to see if it would reduce your pain too? I hope it has the same effect for you that it has for me. Check them out at relieffactor.com or give them a call. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Some of you have picked up on the fact that I've tried to wrap up these shows every day with a little bit of uh, inspiration, with a little bit of Maybe hope or discussion of hopeful things because we're surrounded by images and heated rhetoric and, and the situation like we're facing in Hamburg, Germany at the G20 with all the protesters who are currently throwing bottles and lighting fireworks and God knows what else they'll do once the sun goes down. But I've tried to take a little bit more of a positive approach to things to try and look for good. That's the true definition of the word love is to look for the good in everybody and everything. And Billy Joel inspires me today. Billy Joel went to his high school on Hicksville in Long Island this past week. Billy Joel, who didn't graduate from the high school himself. He missed his own graduation. He was apparently one or two credits short. So Billy Joel went back 50 years later to give some advice to the kids at the high school in Hicksville on Long Island. Right now, you're as idealistic as you're ever going to be. And that 18-year-old, is you can take that with you the rest of your life. 
you can take that with you for the rest of your life. You can take that idealism with you for the rest of your life. It doesn't go away. Just take it with you. Remember that 18-year-old. Bring that with you and pair it with the grown-up that's in you now. You'll be unstoppable. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's wrap up the week. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.